Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, December 13th, and this is the Evan with Allison show presented by Flex Fitness Gym of Racine. I want to thank you all for listening, spending some time to listen to the show. Um, Packers coming, you know, recap from before I did my show the last time. The Bucks are up to 16 wins in a row, going for win number 17 against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. The Packers beat the Washington Redskins 20-15, to 15, and social media is continuing to, to freak out because they're not winning pretty. Um, the Brewers are continuing to looking like uh, reducing payroll, but hey, you know it's still early. We don't know what the Packers are going to do. I mean, what the sorry, what the Brewers are going to do between now and the start of the season, we don't know. But you know, not a lot of change since I did my show last week, but a few things. Um, you know, Packers beat Washington, and you know Nathaniel Hackett was uh, commented in a, in a being in a press conference or interview yesterday about Washington surprising them when they were doing eight-man coverage and not really rushing the passer much. Um, and people are overreacting to that, that he doesn't know how to, how to, to um, he doesn't know how to adjust when they ran the ball 28 times between Rodgers, between Williams, between Jones. And then they also uh, threw the ball uh, to the backs and underneath stuff quite a bit. So you can't argue that they didn't adjust. You you can't. Jones had six catches for 58 yards. Jimmy Graham, three for 49. Uh, what Lewis had one for five. They, they threw a lot of underneath stuff when the over-the-top stuff wasn't working. That's an adjustment. So just the usual, a lot of Packer fans overreacting to things. Um, which is, you know, starting to get on my last nerves. But ESPN is starting to overreact a little bit too. Um, the Packers sitting at 10 and 3. And on ESPN uh, today, they talked about how Rodgers is nothing but an average quarterback right now. And he's been just an average quarterback for a while. He's been an average quarterback the last three or four years. I say to that... Do they do the research and really digest and look at the numbers? Or do they just uh, look at what the box score says and, you know, spew that stuff? Because, you know, Rodgers is a 36-year-old quarterback, but he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the game. Um, to me, he's not going, he's not trajectorying down. To me, he's not. To me... 
to me with Rodgers right now, it's more of the talent around him than it is his individual performance. But outside of Devontae Adams, name me a wide receiver that he has currently on the roster that should be on a roster of a 10-3 and football team fighting to make uh, win the division and be a two-seed. Then look at the other teams fighting to win the division and be a, a one or a two-seed, and look at the, their skill position guys. Rodgers offensively has Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is okay. Um, he makes some plays in the running game, and but he's not an explosive player. Lazard's up and down. Um, he, you could tell he's an inex- inexperienced player. I, I just think it's getting overblown when we're talking about that Rodgers is trending down and he's not the same self. Because you look back, okay, 2017 stands out. Rodgers started seven games that year. One game he got hurt, barely threw any passes. And one game he uh, played against Carolina and played a horrible game. But Rodgers, in 2017, age 34 season, had 1,675 yards, 16 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 7-yard average per attempt. And up until that Minnesota game... He was looking like an all-pro quarterback. You know, they had just beaten um they had I trying to find their schedule. You know, they beat Seattle. Uh Rodgers threw for he had 286 yards passing as a team. They lost to Atlanta, 308 yards passing. They beat Cincinnati, 280 yards passing and a touchdown. Trying to turn over. Chicago, 169 yards passing. Dallas, 182. Then Minnesota, the Packers ended the game with 155 yards passing. And that was a game when Rodgers got knocked out early. And they lost 23-14. Packers are sitting at 4-1. Going into Minnesota. Just beat Dallas. 35-31. Just beat Dallas, going into Minnesota, and then Rodgers got hurt. And that pretty much threw a whole wrench in that season. Rodgers didn't play again against Carolina, where they had four interceptions in that game. Rodgers was playing really well in 2017 when he got hurt. Really, really well. And if you want to look at 2016 season, in 2016... Rodgers started all 16 games, had over, the Packers went 10-6, and six, had 4,400 yards passing, 40 touchdowns to seven interceptions, and he looked like an all-pro MVP caliber quarterback, and that's when he had the uh, run the table line, and he played incredible football in the second half of that season. 2015, he played great football. After, you know, he did have a stretch where he didn't play really well, but he ended the year on a good stretch. And let's not forget, 2014, Aaron Rodgers was the league MVP. 2018, playing on one leg, 4,400 yards passing, 25 touchdowns and two interceptions. And they went 6-9-1. and one. To me, 
the fall of Aaron Rodgers, the decline of Aaron Rodgers, is being a little over overblown. I, I I don't you know as he come down a little bit probably he's thirty six, but I don't think he's come down enough where you still start need to be overly concerned. Because I think if he had better weapons around him outside of Devontae and Aaron Jones, I think you would see much better numbers from him than what he's currently putting up. And his numbers are not that bad this year. He's got 3,200 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, two interceptions, 64.8 completion percentage. That matches his career average for completion percentage. I think Rodgers is fine. I think we just need to chill, stop, and stop being a sheep. I know ESPN this morning on Get Up first said it, and then there's a, a local sports talk station in Milwaukee that brought it up as a topic, and all the people that were jumping on board, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, he's awful, he's not playing well, he's struggling, he's on a downward trajectory, he's over the hill. It's just ridiculous to me. All the sheep that are out there going along with what uh, this uh, this individual had said. It just take a step back and look at the bigger picture, and it goes along with Washington Green Bay game where Nathaniel Hackett mentioned that he. Uh, he was commenting on how the Redskins didn't play the defense they were expecting. They were expecting to try to shut down Jones, but instead they were playing uh, eight receivers, uh, I mean, I'd say eight people in coverage to try to slow down the Packers' passing game and saying how he didn't make adjustments. He did. Aaron Jones, 16 carries, 134 yards, and a touchdown. Jamal Williams, 7 carries, 24 yards. Rodgers, 5 carries, 16 yards. Aaron Jones, six catches for 58 yards. They made adjustments. Like It's being overblown again. So again, look at the big picture. I know it wasn't a pretty win against Washington. But at the end of the day, they won. And they won by basically, okay, we're going to run the ball then. We're, we're going to run the football. And that's how we're going to to beat you. We're going to run the ball. And like I said, they're 50-50 run, uh, run pass split. Um, 28 passing attempts, 28 rushing attempts. And I know quarterback runs were designed pass plays, but still. It, it went for, uh, you know, they, they ran positive, positive uh, plays. And I don't agree with Greenberg and, uh, and ESPN that Rodgers is just an average quarterback right now. And he's been an average quarterback for a while. He's still damn good. So, moving on, this is the Evan Wittalison Show, presented by Flex Fitness of Racine, located on uh, on Rapids Drive in Racine, right across from Horlick High School. If you're looking for a gym to meet your health and fitness needs, this is the gym to go to. Great uh, environment, great people to you know work out with, and people there that want to be helpful and encouraging and help you reach your goals. That's the gym I go to currently, and I love it. And I encourage you to all do go as well. So Milwaukee Bucks, 16 wins in a row as, at the time of this recording. 
going for win number 17 in a row tonight at the time of this recording. It's Friday the 13th, 13th of December. And very impressive with what the Bucks are doing. I don't know how you can't be. The Bucks are playing great basketball right now. They won the other night without Giannis. Giannis is questionable tonight. Um, if he's going to play or not, I don't know. But now, now I'm seeing what trades should the Bucks make? What trades are the Bucks going to make? Who should the Bucks trade um, to try to improve this roster? And am I the only one that's perfectly fine with the Bucks roster the way it is? I don't think they got to trade for anybody at this point. I know you always want to get better. I get that. But I like this roster the way it is at the moment. They're, they're playing together. They're playing. They enjoy playing each other. They got great chemistry. They get along great. And my concern is if you go and bring in outside guys to this roster, it could screw up the chemistry. This Bucks team right now is the top team in the East, arguably one of the top teams in the entire NBA. And I'm just concerned that if you bring in new uh, players on this team, you're going to mess up the chemistry. You're going to hurt the chemistry on this team. And I don't want to see that happen. So I would prefer, I would prefer that they just stay stand pat, barring injury, keep the team the way it is, and not you know trade for guys just for the sake of trading for people. That that's my thought on the Bucks. They're playing great basketball. Let's keep it up. So what are your thoughts? Should the Bucks stand pat, or should they they try to make some trades? Shoot me a tweet. Follow me at Evan with Sports. You can always email me too. CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. Interact with me and let me know what you think. Um, moving on, Milwaukee Brewers. And I know the Brewers, they just they did sign a few low level, lower level guys. Um, still not the big name guys. But the thing is, if you went into if you went into this offseason expecting the Brewers to be in on guys like Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburger and Rondone, you're crazy. Just being honest, you're 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 crazy. Those guys were never coming to Milwaukee. Milwaukee cannot fork out 150, 250, 350 million dollar contracts. It doesn't work that way. They're a small market team. They have to be more frugal when it comes to bringing guys in. And unfortunately, they can't throw that hundred million dollar, three hundred million, four hundred million. Dollars around like that, like the Yankees can, the the Nationals can, the Dodgers can, the Phillies can, the Angels can. You know, you look around baseball, for the most part, most teams are trying to cut back on payroll. The Red Sox are looking to slash payroll. The Cubs have been working on slashing payroll. The Brewers are looking at cutting payroll right now. And I don't know what that means uh, in regards to are they going to build the roster up after they, you know, they cut a lot of people from it. Are they going to spend some money to, uh, on, or are they just going to throw, you know, spend less on more guys or spend more on some less guys to shape up this roster? I don't know, but it's only December 13th. If this was February 13th, if this was April 13th, if this was March 13th, May 13th, then I'll be a little concerned with how the roster looks right now. But right now, be patient See what the Packers see what the Brewers do the rest of the way before you truly criticize what David Stearns is doing. 
And the thing is, David Stearns is doing what he's being directed to do from management for the Brewers. He's doing what he's being instructed to do. So if you're going to be mad at somebody if the Brewers are, in fact, slashing payroll and going to kind of not be as competitive this year because of that, don't be mad at, at Stearns. Like I said, he's just following what he's expected to do. And the other thing I'm seeing thrown around on social media is that Mark Antanasio's net worth is like $700 million, so he's got all this money to spend. But I don't think you understand what net worth means. It doesn't mean he's got $700 million laying in the bank. It means that's what he's worth when you take into all of his assets, all of his spendings, things like that. That's what he's worth. It doesn't mean he's got that much money just laying around at, you know, whatever. And then the Brewers are valued at a certain amount, too. Again, that's the value of the Brewers. It doesn't mean they have that much money to spend. That's if uh, Antanasio were to sell the Brewers tomorrow, that's what the team is valued at. And I know you're all smarter than that. At least I think you are. Um, That you should know how it works, how economics of baseball work. But it seems like a lot of you don't understand how the economics of baseball work because you think because the Brewers are valued at at $1.2 billion, I think I I saw people sharing articles with, that they should be able to spend that money. uh, They should be able to spend a ton of money nonstop. Again, it doesn't work that way. I'm interested to see what the Brewers do the rest of the way in free agency. Free agency is not over just because um, a few of the top guys have signed. Big thing is you got to be patient and see what Stearns does the rest of the way. Because if you're going to go lose your mind every time a rumor has that Josh Hader's on the trade block, things like that, if you're going to lose your mind every single time that gets talked about, you're going to be on a roller coaster of emotions. You're going to be on a roller coaster of emotions if you are flipping out over every little thing the Brewers do or don't do. But just relax. See what things look like in a few weeks. See what the Brewers do between now and a few weeks from now. And we'll go from there. And like I said, if the Brewers are still looking at the roster the way it is right now in a few weeks, then you can be a little on the agitated side. And I'm sure I'll be there right with you. So, with that said, this is the Evan Wittalison Show. And I want to thank you for listening to the Evan Wittalison Show. Um... Next topic I want to talk about, as some of y'all know, I am a uh, football official. And in Wisconsin, the WI, I mean, the state of Wisconsin, with uh, help of the WIAA, is looking at making it a felony to abuse officials. And I was all hell-bent on talking about how I think it's a great idea and then I was listening to a conversation yesterday um, on my way into work, my uh, my uh, other job, and I I kind of see their point of view 
Because the thing is, it's already a crime to assault, to abuse, to assault, uh, to harass people. There's already uh, there's already protections out there for that. So why do officials need special protections when you just need to enforce the laws that are already out there? Well, I honestly think they're doing it for one reason. They're trying to make it seem to potential younger people who may want to get into officiating that it's important to them and they're trying to do something about it to make the game safer. I think it's more being a recruitment tool than anything. Because um, my thing is, is how, how are you going to enforce it? 40 hours community service. Like, how, how are you going to enforce that? How are you going to make sure um, that it's following through on? Are you going to spend the money to make sure it's following th- followed through on? So that that's my thought on it. I don't think it's necessarily needed. But I guess I also get the why. And like I said, they want to show potential young officials that they want to do something to make, the, make it safer for them to be officials. That's what I think it's about. I don't think it's to actually follow through and enforce these laws. I think, yeah, I think it's just to show younger guys, younger people that, yes, we are trying to make things safer for you all. So with that said, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for spending some time with me here today, this Friday the 13th or whenever you're listening to the show. I do appreciate it. If you're looking to lose weight, get into shape, check out Flex Gym of Racine. You can also uh, check me out too. I'm a health and fitness coach, coachevan66 at gmail.com for more information on how to take advantage of great deals that are out there right now for those looking to get into better shape. And with that said, I will get back at you later. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Evan with Sports, and I will talk to you all later.